Welcome to the Lush Hearts Blossoming Podcast. I know what it is to suffer. I know what it is to want more in your life. Let this podcast be a tool and a resource for you to create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Ashen Wolf. I am an extrasensory coach, completion process and parts work facilitator, and shaman. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we are talking about how to take your power back in relationships. Now, this is a dynamic that we're going to be talking about that mostly happens when it comes to people that have an anxious attachment in relationships. So, this is a dynamic or an attachment style that happens, and it's basically a preference that someone has for this intense closeness. This also happens within disorganized attachment styles. So, we're talking about people that get the most affected by this in disorganized and anxious attachment styles. This, in some cases, can show up in avoidance styles too, but for the most part, we're looking at anxious attachment and we're looking at disorganized that are most affected by this dynamic. So first of all, let's look at the facts. A lot of people, when they're in the dating game, or when they're even in a romantic relationship, they have this energy, okay? They have this thing going on where they're basically like, okay, so this stick represents a person's power. Their solar plexus, their individual value, their individual power, their individual essence. And we do this thing where we're like, here you go, you can have this, it's in your hands now. It's all yours. You can take this now. And it's basically this game that we're playing where we decide that this one person is going to be the one that's going to be our partner. Like, let's say we're in the dating game, for example. We're going to see someone and we're going to think these thoughts like, oh, it has to be them. And please, will someone just love me already? Please, will someone just be my partner already? And we see these these people and we're like, please let them be the one. Please let them love me. Please let me be good enough for them. And it's like, we're like this drooling dog that is just waiting for their approval, is just waiting for them to choose us. And we're like completely like, please take, please, please love me. Please take the stick. And what we're doing is our power is meant to be within us. But when we put everything that our personal value relies on in their hands and we say, you're going to decide if you approve of me. You're going to decide if you commit to me. You're going to decide if I'm good enough. You're going to decide if you think that I'm worthy enough. When we say that, we put the power in their hand. And it's like we become this this defenseless waiting animal that is like, what am I doing here? And it completely drains our power. So here's the thing. Relationships are survival. We are a tribal species. We are a social species. And we literally need tribe to survive. So when you mentally attach yourself in a monogamous term to the idea of someone you're dating or the idea of someone you're in a relationship of them being this like one and only romantic partner out there for you. And you're like, oh, please, like, never let them leave me. Let's be together forever. Let them commit to me. And it's like, 
you're putting all your attention on it has to be them and only them, which is what monogamy is, and it's how we feel protected. It's how we feel primally like, okay, that person is going to stick around if I have children. That person's not going to bring STDs, right? It's another, monogamy is another survival technique. It's another primal instinct of ours, and it's why we have monogamy in our species to begin with, because it's like, okay, that's the safest thing to have that one person. But when we're thinking of monogamy and when we take monogamy too far to be like, oh my God, it can only ever be that person. It has to be them. Please never let them leave me. We send messages to the primal parts of our brain and the primal parts of our instincts that we're going to freaking die because now that person has the power over our life. They literally have the power whether we live or die because if we're sending a message to our brain and to our primal instincts that if I don't have that person, nobody else is going to be available to love me. Nobody else is ever going to come in. Nobody else is, when we attach to someone so hardcore, we kind of get into this space where we're telling ourselves that no one else will come in if it's not them and we'll be alone forever. And we basically go into this space in our mind where it's like we're all alone and we're going to freaking die. And we're giving them all the power. We're literally giving them all the power over our life, over our essence, over our value in that moment. And it's it's a dangerous game to play. And this is why when you're dating someone and they aren't committing to you right away or they aren't seeing your value right away or they're playing games with you where one day they're like, I see your value completely. And the other day they're kind of like playing games and pulling away and you're not sure what they're doing anymore. And you know, it's like when you're in that space where, first of all, someone hasn't committed to you yet, or they haven't sealed that commitment off in the way that you need to feel safe, or even if they have, but you've attached yourself fully to them. So like, I want you to get that these kind of dynamics can play into relationships where you're literally in a committed relationship. And that person is literally saying, I want to be with you. I want to stay with you. Any time that your mind is telling you that it has to be that person and only that person and I don't want them to leave me and I can't have them leave me and I'm going to be alone if they leave me, things are not going to be okay if, if they leave me, my needs aren't going to be met if they leave me, anytime you send yourself those messages, you're screwing yourself and that's why it feels so bad, right? Because now... If you guys have an argument, you go into this survival place. Now, if there's there's kind of this combative energy between you guys where what they want and what you want are in contrast, it's this life or death situation because if you guys can't sort it out and if you guys aren't compatible in that one situation, then you're going to freaking die is what your mind is telling you. This is why it is so dangerous to get into these, I want to be with this person forever. They're the most amazing person. It can only be them. I've literally said those things with two of my partners. I have experience in this. And I want to say that the first person that I said this to, I meant it. I was in my animalistic, I'm going to freaking die if you leave me state. The second partner that I've said these things to, every time I say them, I know that I'm going to be okay if he does leave me. Every time I say them, I know I'm going to be okay if it doesn't work out. 
because I've had that experience of the first person I was with feeling like I was going to die without them. And then I found someone else. I left that person and I moved on and I found someone else that met more of my needs and was even better for me. My mind at this point is completely open to the endless list of possibilities of potential romantic partners out there. And I know that the perfect ones that I need at any given moment are going to be there for me. If I end up being with the partner that I am now the rest of my life, that's great. But I'm never going to give myself the message that it can only be him. Because I know that that won't serve my relationship with him. And... It won't serve us in the long haul. And that's not loving him and that's not loving me. Because I can only be in my highest vibrational state of consciousness, in my highest vibrational state of power in that relationship. When I own my value, I know my value, and I know that I'm going to get my needs met by the universe no matter what, that partners and people and community and whatever else are always going to show up for me, are always going to be there to meet my needs. I'm never going to be in a survival situation with him because if there is some part of him that can back against my needs, if there is a moment where he threatens to leave me, if there's a moment where I feel threatened by like, let's say another woman or whatever, I'm not going to be in survival anymore. Because I know that worst case scenario, we part ways and I find someone else to be there for me. Whether you're dating someone and in a relationship with them or whether you're dating like a bunch of people and trying to find that one romantic partner, this is so important because we can have so many thoughts like this desperation and this kind of waiting, especially this shows up in the dating game and this shows up in new relationships or even sometimes long-term relationships where it's like this energy between an anxious attachment and an avoidant or too disorganized where one person is kind of always seemingly moving away from them and one person is always kind of like please come closer and it's like this dynamic of one person pulling away and one person reaching out their energy trying to have that person take ownership over them so that they feel secure so that they feel okay in the dating game when we do this it can look like you waiting around for someone to give you that acknowledgement or give you that ownership and it's never gonna come or you're like desperate for it and it's just not happening my advice is to figure out the reality of where that person is and where they actually stand this is something that we don't do a lot of the time in the dating world we're like it's embarrassing to ask someone if they're looking for commitment or not like ask the right questions if you really want someone don't play this game where you don't know what's going on with them like really ask them okay do you want commitment how ready are you to have commitment in your life how does how does commitment look to you Am I someone that you see yourself committing to? What does the process of deciding whether you're going to commit to me or not look like? How soon do you think that you would be open to commit to me? Ask enough questions so that you really get idea of who you're dating or who you're playing your option into with. Because you don't want to play this game where you're not discussing these things and you're guessing. 
you're sitting there guessing. And I've played those games with people. And I've even had men be fully honest with me in the way that they're like, oh yeah, I would totally see you as my girlfriend. But they were in this energy of running away and playing games. And and so the message I was getting from them was, I want you to be my girlfriend, but I don't want to 100% give you my energy or ownership in the way that you need and that was okay and he did nothing wrong as long as we were open and honest and understood each other and I decided that that guy didn't meet enough of my needs and so I walked away see this is the other thing you need to figure out what kind of person you're with what kind of attachment style we have avoidance who need a lot more space and they're kind of like independent in the reality all on their own so that's someone that might look like an example let's say this guy that I was with was all about his business and everything was about him and his business in his own little world and he only had so much time for me a week because he had to be working on his business and doing this and doing that and it was like this thing where he could give me one day a week where he would spend a couple of hours with me and then when he was done and the date was over he would run off to the bus and not even give me a kiss he was just so focused his life first energy was so focused on his personal reality he didn't want to involve me in that he didn't want our lives to merge And he wanted to be this independent person that was completely over there and I was completely over there. And we would come together once a week for a couple of hours to have whatever romantic or sexual needs met and then we would part ways again. And that was all he was willing to give me and that's okay. But I had to recognize I was dating an avoidant. When you're in the dating world, you have to figure out Am I with an avoidant? Am I with an anxious attachment? Am I with a disorganized person? And you need to figure out what are your needs. So are you someone that wants to have a relationship where someone is with you all the time? To what degree does that look like? Because it's to different degrees for other people. Some people want to be glued at the hip with their partner. To what degree do you need closeness with your partner? And it's everybody has different degrees and you have to find somebody that is genuinely compatible to you. So a disorganized attachment looks like somebody who they need as much space and safety and independence around their space as they need around closeness with that person. So they have contrasting needs for closeness with that person and space. An anxious attachment is going to be completely focused on closeness, completely focused on needing that person to be in their reality, a part of their reality, taking them in their reality. They need that togetherness. They need that belonging. They need that constant sense of closeness to feel safe. To own your attachment style is to feel safe in relationships. And once you can own what your needs are and what your attachment style is, you can figure out the awareness around what attachment style that other person that's coming into reality might have or not have and to start understanding if that is compatible to you or not compatible to you. Once you know what that person has to offer, you're going to be able to realize pretty quickly whether they're going to ever be 
potential partner that you really need or want. And you're going to stop waiting to figure out if they are or aren't. And you're going to just take your power back and walk away from that person. And that's the thing that we need to really realize. When we find someone that is more avoidant, or when we find somebody that is not really willing to meet our needs or is not compatible to us or does not really value us, we need to take our power back by saying, okay, well, I'm going to go find someone who does. Instead of making it about us, what did I do wrong? How can I be better? How can I figure out how to just make them like me? Like if I fix this and change this and act this way and dress this way and do this, maybe they'll finally like me. And we're trying to micromanage and fix ourselves into that person liking us or owning us or wanting us. Instead, just find someone that you don't have to work so hard for. Find someone that you can be yourself around and that they will like. We give our power early in relationships when we are in a trigger around our own diversity, when we're feeling not good enough, when we're feeling like our value isn't enough, and when we're putting that other person on a pedestal or we're putting them in this category of like, I need them so badly. We need to take our power back, not to de-see how amazing they are, but to fully own your value, your power, why you matter in that relationship, and how there is an ocean full of people that are going to show up to meet your needs if they don't want to be the one to do that, if they don't want to be the one to see your value. That's how we take our power back is we don't put it in their hands to judge us, approve of us, decide if they want us or not. We say, yes, I'm looking for you to be my partner. I kind of like you. But if you don't feel the same, then I'm going to walk away immediately. If you don't want to put that same effort in, then I'm done here. If you're not responding the way I need you to, then I'm going to go walk towards a situation that does. I'm going to keep my options open until I find a situation that serves me and makes me feel safe. So it's not that you're not showing interest in people or being the one to be like, I like you, please choose me. But you're always in this energy of, I know that I am choosing to choose you. And the second that we don't work or that you decide a no on choosing me, I open up to a million other options. I open up to a sea of other options. And so I'm never stuck on just you alone. My energy is never depleted by needing you. Yes, I want you. But even though you're going to meet my needs if you choose me, I don't need you. I'm not desperate for you. I'm not thirsting for you to say yes. There's a couple of reasons why we might give our power in relationships. And I first want to take a look at the childhood trauma. A hell of a lot of us that have anxious attachment or disorganized had situations in our childhood where we didn't belong, where we were abandoned, where we were literally isolated and all alone. And our child self is fragmented and stuck in that moment where we're literally in the dark with no one, where we're literally lacking survival and our consciousness split off in that moment. And that consciousness is now emotionally stored in our body. It is now stored in our mind and we're still getting messages and signals to our self-concept, our worldview and our everyday actions and choices based off of that experience of 
I'm screwed in this moment. I'm completely alone and I'm going to freaking die. Because as a child, we cannot recognize our ability to go get other people to take care of us, to be to be able to survive on our own or to be able to go find other people to meet our needs when the adults in our life abandoned us or didn't meet our needs or left us isolated we were literally screwed we we couldn't logically understand the situation and we couldn't do better for ourselves at that time another reason that we give our power late in relationships is that we don't feel worthy enough that we had experiences where we didn't belong where we weren't chosen and where we're now fighting for that mom or dad or that person in our life who rejected us we're going after people that remind us of mom or remind us of dad and they fit similar qualities to them and it's like if we can get them to love us then we can finally feel loved by mom or dad in the way that we never were. And also just like that lack of, I just don't feel worthy enough. I don't feel like anyone will ever love me. I don't feel like I'm worthy of being loved by a person like this. And so when someone kind of hooks us in with their fish hook and we feel like they're out of our league or they're too good for us or blah, 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 or these stories in our head about how we're not valuable enough or worthy enough for them, again, we tend to give them the power and we tend to thirst after them. So we have to absolutely own our diversity, own our worth. You can go into completion process and parts work and any kind of shadow work process for this to reframe your reality, reframe the trauma and experiences you have around this so that you can take your power back in relationships. A really simple technique that I've done around this is really again just building myself up when I'm in the dating world seeing all of my options and not owning just one person and really embracing my specific diversity and just staying in touch with the fact that I am going to find someone for me and it's just going to take whatever time it's going to take for that to happen don't lose faith because your people are out there for you and if you take your power back it's gonna feel a lot easier a lot more simple and a lot more powerful thanks for listening to today's episode if you want to find out more about me you can go to blushheartsblossoming.com if you enjoyed today's podcast please follow us for more content and also feel free to leave a review and write a comment to let me know how you felt about this